0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Thank you so very much once again for tuning in to Faith Inspired Expressions. We'll be starting the show in approximately two minutes. Once again, we'll be starting the show in approximately two minutes. Thank you once again for joining in. willing to do just about anything i'm addicted can't you sense i need it like my body needs air stand in between it if you dare satisfied with nothing less the mic you have just got to bless each stanza infiltrates taking me away from the sinful state my worries begin to cease but tonight we will share our peace through faith inspired expressions you will definitely get your peace start your week off right in darkness allow faith inspired expressions to be your light come on now you know you need your fix i enigmatic mahogany am your pusher overdosing you on faith inspired expressions Once again, everyone, thank you so very much for tuning in to Faith Inspired Expressions. I am your host, Enigmatic Mahogany, coming to you under the wonderful umbrella of POET Radio, people of extraordinary talent, where Black Ice is our CEO and leader. And I am so very grateful, humbled, and thankful to be able to call him my brother. I ask that you ensure that you are tuning in throughout the week, for there are shows every day of the week, and this is a 10-year operating network. So this is not a flyby. This is not something that just happened to come up onto the market. We've been doing this for 10 years and have been winning awards as well. Those awards would not be possible if it were not for you. So I thank you very much for tuning in. I thank those that are even not able to tune in live and listen to the recordings. I thank everyone for sharing the show as well, because if it's not communicated and people don't know about it, how can they tune in? So thank you so very much once again, tonight we are definitely in for a treat. Today is February the 28th, as everyone knows, we're ending out Black History Month. In addition, February has been identified as the heart month, the month of love, because Valentine's Day is coupled in there midway in the month. Now with that being stated, a lot of times we focus so much on loving other people, but what about loving oneself? So tonight you're actually in for a treat because we're gonna focus on self-love. We're gonna be giving you jewels, gems, nuggets, whatever you wanna call them, to make sure that you are in tune with you and that you are loving you. Our future guest this evening is going to be the amazing, dynamic, vibrant, Michelle Play Brooks. So I cannot wait to get her on the line so that you all will be able to get to know her. But before we get started, to get us started in the right direction i'd like to share a piece from my newest book faith inspired expressions and the title of this piece is i cheated on me i started off with just small talk talking myself out of my wants and desires i put me on the back burner always put your needs before mine talk myself out of the essence of me i love you more than i love self i did for you more than I did for self. Yarning to be loved and appreciated, chivalry became outdated. It was as if I was sedated, eyes wide open, yet I could not see. The dwindling away of me, how could this be? I cheated on me with you, and that is that. piece, everyone. Once again, for those that are just now chiming in, you are now a part of Faith Inspired Expressions, the Self Love Edition. We will be bringing in our future guest, Mr. Playbooks, very shortly. But to get us in the right mood to get us moving and swaying, relaxing before the work week. I have selected this amazing song that I believe is just gonna hit us right on target. So once again, if you need to go get you some water, go do it now. If you need to go to the potty, go do it now, but make sure it's quick because your play is gonna blow you right off your feet.
2: She just wants to be beautiful. She goes, unnoticed. She knows, no means She crazy attention she praises an image she prays to be sculpted by the sculptor oh she don't see the like shining deeper than the eyes can find it maybe we're made a blind so she tries to cover up her pain and cut her woes away cause cover girls don't cry after the face is made but there's a hope to stay. You should know you're beautiful just the way you are. And you don't have to change a thing. The world can change its heart. No scars, see you're beautiful. And the scars are beautiful. Oh, 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 you
0: don't have
2: to change a thing. World can change it's hard. No scars is beautiful. beautiful. She has dreams to be, and be so she's starving, you know, couple girls in nothing. She says, Beauty is pain, and there's beauty in everything. With a little bit hunger, I can go a little while longer. She fades away. She don't see. That beauty goes deeper than the surface. Oh, oh, oh. So, to all the girls that are let me be your mirror. Help you see a little bit clearer the light that shines within there's a hope that's waiting for you in the dark you should know you're beautiful just the way you are and you don't have to change a thing. your world could change it's heart. no scars see you beautiful we're stars we're beautiful Oh, 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 oh oh And you don't have to change a thing. The world could change its heart. No scars, see you beautiful. The stars, we're beautiful. Nobody better you are. Nobody knew the new that you are. No better life than the life we're living. No better time we shine your Oh, you're beautiful. There's a is waiting for you in the dark. You should know you're beautiful just the way you are, and you don't have to change a thing. The world could change its heart. No scars, see you're beautiful with stars, and we're beautiful. Oh, oh. And you don't have to change a thing. change No beautiful. The are
1: you're beautiful just the way that you are i felt that was so very well needed because in a day and time where so many young ladies are looking to the tv screen and they're thinking that they have to mirror those images not at all you are god made god made we you in his own that image that's and that's you are beautiful, that's the that's beautiful that's just that's the way that you, that you are we don't yeah, ever I mean. want you to forget it we don't ever want you to forget who you are as well as whose you are. So without further ado, the moment that we have all been waiting for, we are about to bring in our special future guest, Miss Chaplaine Brooks on the line. Welcome to the show, sis. How's it going?
3: It's great. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. It is definitely a pleasure. I am blessed and highly favored. I'm very humbled that you took the time out of your busy schedule to join in tonight. It's amazing what the social media world does. We're actually a part of a common group and this is how I came to punch play. One of her dear friends shared her story and I was like, oh my goodness, the viewers, the listeners need to hear this. They need to be inspired. They need to be motivated, encouraged and uplifted. And that's all that I'm about. Those are the true remnants, character traits that I try to hold dear to my heart and embed into my children as well. Now, we're definitely going to get into self-love today, Shaflai, but before we even get into that, I want to give you the opportunity for those that may be listening now live or for those that may be listening in the archives once I send out the recording, let the people on the lines know a little bit about you, a little bit about Shaflai, intro 101. (laughs)
3: all right well uh, my name is Chaplay. I'm from um, Providence Rhode Island oddly enough Um, (laughs) over you know and it's not it's not New York Um, I don't know why people always confuse us with like Long Island New York we're an entire state Um, so we are up north and I have I come from a big family Um, I was actually adopted um, when I was eight years old uh, when I was younger, my mom passed away. I have, um, and her best friend adopted uh, myself and two of our siblings, um, of my siblings. And so I come from a huge family um, five brothers, five sisters. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of where I begin. Um, I had uh, went to college, my first year of college, got pregnant, had a beautiful baby boy um, named Zaire. And, um, after that, you know, I, I finished college um, and I was married. Um, and then when I got married, pretty quickly, got pregnant um, with my daughter Zahara. Uh, and um, yeah, so that's 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 just a smidge about me. Um, I am a social worker. I've been in social work for almost oh, Lord, about 16 years now, um, and I've just been loving it. Um, loving. The healing process that that brings as well for myself so um yeah i grew up was born and raised in the church so i can i can eat a right along with everybody
1: else <laughs> so yeah that's
3: just, that's just a little bit about me just a little bit
1: just a, just, okay. a decision, just a little introduction now i do want to ask you something very quickly before we get into the marriages Um, And it also may even go back to the first pregnancy and the second pregnancy. But one thing that I keyed in on, you said you love the healing process for self. And a lot of times, you know, when you're growing up and people ask, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And at this point, you are a social worker. So were there different factors or chapters in your life that led you to wanting to be a social worker? Or was this just something different for you?
3: Oh, that's a that's an amazing question so um, growing up and I mean it's a, it's public knowledge now um, but my my adopted mother um, and that's you know her own story of why she was the way she was but my adopted mother was very very abusive um, and she um, <laughs> She was just she did she did a lot, and so um someone called d c what we call d c y f here but it's child welfare, um and they came in the middle of the night i had to be maybe ten years old um, and so it was probably i know it was well after twelve um, and they knocked on the door myself and my younger sibling um, opened the door at ten um, and she just looked at me and said. And my mother was, my adoptive mother was standing behind the door, um, and she looked at me and said, are you being abused? Uh, and I just kind of like looked behind the door and then looked back at her and shook my head no, and she walked away. And my mother closed the door. And so that was like, I would never, like that was the time I was like, I want her job because I want to do better. So that's when I first started thinking about becoming a social worker, and as I got older, it kind of just stuck.
1: Got you. Now, with knowing that background as well, now she'll play because we're definitely focusing on self-love. So I realize that you lost your mother at a very young age and that definitely takes a toll on a child to not have their direct mother. I realize that you can have mother figures in your life and you will have angels that are placed in your life strategically to serve that purpose. But can you... Kind of being definitely being in social work. Can you trace back as to when you maybe stop identifying with loving yourself or feeling like you were good enough per se? Stop loving myself. Oof.
3: Um, I can't tell. I I can't tell you when I. I started as a child. I think this journey has been a lifelong journey. I know that there are women out there, um young men um out there, just people out there who didn't have they have never started, right? It's it's for some wow. people they were taught to do that. Um I started in my 30s. I didn't even understand what loving myself meant Um, and so I would say I I definitely I definitely was a people pleaser even as a child Um, so for me it was always about um, trying to get the attention of someone or trying to earn the love of the person Um, like my mother trying to earn her love um, trying to be good enough um, and honestly, that's a lifelong journey, right? That the the healing process—you you finally know to love yourself, but um, putting that into practice is a—it's a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong journey
1: absolutely and sometimes some individuals get it later in life and some get earlier in life now of course i realize that when we have children our lives take on a whole new dynamic we really begin to understand the true love unconditional for another person so with that being stated now that you have a daughter and a son how is it that you embed self-love into them letting them know that they are good enough
3: so um <laughs> for me, um where I started uh where I started for, for me was to actually just my son as a as a young black man it was very important for me for him to see Other black men doing well right and so I really wanted to get out of Rhode Island I left Rhode Island went to Georgia where you know I was like I'm gonna go to Georgia it's gonna be the black Mecca he's gonna see all these like wonderful people Um, and and he did see that Um, he was he was able to see entrepreneurs entrepreneurship all of those things Um, and so that's where I started with him because that's all I knew. It was always about making sure my son um, loved who he was, was comfortable in his skin. Um, and for my daughter, um, for my daughter, it was more about in my head because I didn't quite understand um, what it meant, truly meant to be a woman yet. Um, I wanted to make sure my daughter always loved who she was because what well, I call my daughter's a little juicy, um, and I have been juicy. <laughs> Um And so, you know, down south from her, you know, her father's side of the family, you know, they're they juicy too. And so we were down south, and I just made sure that I dressed for my size. And so dressing for my size, I, I would be, you know, beat to the gods, honey. My hair was laid. My face was beat. Um, and I made sure that I was dressed to the nines. And my daughter saw that, and I made sure that, like, you know, anytime she, she – um, anytime she felt anything about herself, I'm like, you are beautiful, honey. And she's like, yes, I am. (laughs) So um, she's she's always loved herself. There have been times where kids have been on the playground, you know, bullying her or whatever. um, And somebody said, oh, you're fat. And she was like, thank you. (laughs) So that's that's how I I began that journey with my daughter, just to to really get her to, to love herself but also to be healthy. So we're still in that. Um, and, and that self love journey with her, um, but I think it was for me, for my daughter. Um, it was so important for me when I filed for divorce that she understood truly what self love was, um, because we think that our children don't see what's happening um, or they don't hear what's happening. Um, but I started to see something in her um, that disturbed me, and so I, I just I had to I had to get out. So, and I don't
1: know if you want me to go into that now or you want me to go into that after. I was actually going to say that was a great segue to get into the relationship and the marriage because a lot of times, whether it be male or female, when it comes to self love, unfortunately, they come out of the grips of self love because they're too busy loving someone else or wanting to have that love or wanting to earn someone's love and pretty much putting up with a lot of things that are unnecessary, devaluing themselves in a sense. So I definitely would love to segue into that marriage and that union and the experiences that you had, wherever you feel comfortable, of course, providing, I know there was a lot of your story provided online, but whatever you feel comfortable with this evening in this hour, I would definitely love, love for the viewers and the listeners to be able to hear that.
3: Absolutely. So, um, I, 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 we started dating. Um, it was, um, a long distance relationship in the beginning. Um, and, you know, hindsight is 2020. so I remember things from our dating experience that I should have just left for. Um, there were s- silly things because he did know my, um, you know, trauma history. He knew that. I was very honest about that. I was open. Um, and he, I remember one day, we were talking about, like, church hats, right? And um, I was, he was saying, oh, yeah, my mom wears all these church hats. And I was like, oh, she's like my mom. My mom wears a bunch of church hats, too. And, she, and he was like, don't ever say my mom's like your mom. And literally, oh, wow. like, like, broke up with me that night. And I was, like, crying. And I was, like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't know. I was, like, I can't believe I didn't know what I did. And, um... And the next day he called me um, and was like, basically just tore into me about um, how horrible my mother was and how I better not ever disrespect his mother like that if I ever want to be with him. And I was just like, okay, I'm so sorry. And for me, (laughs) again, I didn't understand this at the time, um, but that relationship was literally it paralleled my relationship with my adopted my adopted mother um hmm. and so and so for me you know once it got to the point um like when he asked me to marry him um it was really almost like oh my goodness um i earned his love and now he chose me like somebody finally picked me right and so right. Um, and so when i met ma- i married him all of that happened um, and um it was our very first year, actually it was like so we got married on July fifth. Um, my son, um my so- it was I was pregnant, so I was probably it was probably October of, of that year. Um, and I, I was so I was so hungry. I wanted uh, Auntie Annie's pretzels, right? And so I drove. We were living in Missouri at the time. I drove all the way to Kansas, right? Because we lived in Kansas City, Missouri. So I drove to Kansas City, Kansas to get some Auntie Annie's pretzel, and I bring back this huge bag. And um, my son, and he had been into like this little tiff. My, now my son is five years old, at the time. And, um, I'm like, what's going on? Like, I'm just like, Oh, what's going on? And he, he's, I'm like, you know, my son starts to tell me the story and I was like, okay, I just, just, here's your pretzels, go to your room, whatever. And, um, <laughs> he was just staring, standing there fuming, staring at me. And so I was like, what, like, what's going on? Like what happened? And he just started, don't you ever, um, oh. don't you I feel like you're going to chastise me in front of him and just went off on me. And I was like, that's not what I was doing. And, um, and just proceeded to stick his middle finger in my face and was like, F you, F you, F you, F you, F you. And so I kind of like got away from him, got to, went to the other side of the bed. Um, and I was like, I don't know what is happening with you. And he literally just threw, hurled all of like the whole entire bag of pretzels at me. Um, and from there, it just, it just kept going. It kept going. He would, you know, I was, you know, he was rude when I was pregnant. He wouldn't, he didn't speak to me for 30 days at a time, literally living in the same house. Um, I remember I was very sick. I was pregnant with twins and I was very sick and he would say like, I would throw up and he would say like, um, are you done yet? Um, like things like that, like he he was just, it was just a lot. Um. We continued to, to Georgia, and that's the first time he actually laid hands on me. Um, and from there, I mean, it just got worse and worse. Um, it, it wasn't – it was never – and I, can, I always say this, right? He, he never um, balled his fist up, right, and hit me in my face. That never happened. It was more like pushing. It was more intimidation. It was, um, you know, hands around my neck. It was so – he literally – you know, hurled the an iron and an ironing board at me and my daughter, well, I was holding my daughter, um, threw a cell phone at me, like things like that. Um, and he, he began to get help. Um, it was a lot of, it, he was very, um, he was abusive in that way. And then, and, you know, in public, everybody thought he was just quiet and sweet and nice, and I have a big personality, so everybody thought I ran the home. Um, and so when they would make mm-hmm. those comments, I used to be so upset. I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't run anything. Um, and I, he would um, there's so many things, but I, what I did notice is that when he would become, you know, extremely sad, I would rush in to, like, help him, and those are the things that I would do for my mother. My mother used to lock up in her room for days at a time. She would lock the kitchen in. We would have to, like you know break into the kitchen to get food and you know i would make food for her and leave it at her door and like slip notes under her door just to make and and i didn't understand then that it was depression um but i knew that i was just trying to 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 get her to speak to me like ma what's wrong you know um when she would out of that room she come out swinging honey like she she everything was wrong and nobody loved her and nobody cared about it um, and the same was you know true for him um, and so but I found myself just what's going on please talk to me please just tell me what what can I do what can I do and so as time moved on I, I decided I was going to leave I moved back to, to Rhode Island um, and and he Convinced me that we should try again. He moved here, um, and literally within weeks, um, he blew up on uh, at me in um, in a parking lot, in a mall parking lot, in front of our daughter. Um, And I noticed, you know, when we were at home, I noticed my daughter started to go, "What's wrong with dad? Dad, talk to me. What's wrong with dad?" Mm -hmm. And I. (laughs) And I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> no, no, no no, 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 we're not doing this, <laughs> no, my daughter will not, and so, um I just noticed the pattern and i and i i was I was done it was time to break that cycle for me, it was time um so that's that's just kind of a little bit it was time because for me, I thought, okay, I'm breaking the cycle for for my daughter, right, for zahara, um but I was also. I also didn't understand the path in which it would take me, right? I just was like, you know, I stayed so long for my kids because I'm like, I don't want my kids to grow up without a father. I don't want to, like, I don't want them to be from a broken home um, because I know what that's like. But that took me on a path of self-love and and, and, and this discovery just of myself and who I am. Um, And, I mean, I started this podcast and, it's called With Love Divorce, and everybody thinks it's about divorce, um, but it's really about divorcing those things, those patterns, those, the, the anxious attachment, um, those, you know, the self-sabotaging behaviors, all of those things, divorcing those things to love who you are and to love yourself. And I think that is so incredibly important. Um, and so that, that was the journey. That was, that's what brought me here.
1: And what a journey, but I would like to kind of chime in, Chaplay, because I know that you said you you saw your daughter and you saw really her in you and her basically. Um, being that she was wanting to know what's wrong, what can she do, why is he not talking? But I also would beg to kind of extend that to say that you also set an example for your son as well, because of course you moved to Georgia wanting him to have those positive male role models, entrepreneurs, seeing individuals shaking and moving. And unfortunately, of course, when there's an individual that is not as positive, they are saying that negative influence. So, with that being mm-hmm. stated, it allowed him to see that, hey, this is not how a man is supposed to act. This is not how a man is supposed to treat a lady. Now, I would like to ask you because. Honestly, the God honest truth is a lot of women stay in abusive relationships or toxic relationships because they don't want their children to be coming from a broken home. They want that two parent household. So for those young ladies that may be on the lines listening tonight, what would you say to them? Because a lot of times even they don't even want to start over. They have a full dependency on this man. They feel like they cannot provide for their children. What would you say to them?
3: Um, I would say, honestly, um, I came to realize that um, the broken home, um, you can heal right from a broken home, and you can actually do it in a way um, and, and to, to reduce. Um, the impact on your children and we that's what we did we did it in a way that would reduce the impact and for for me I would rather have my children come from a home a broken home than a, a violent home a, a broken home than a home where they see two people living in two separate rooms um, they see a mother who is continuously begging for love and a father who is not providing that um, they see two unhappy people they see you know a, a father who is is you know blowing up every he was unhappy I was unhappy um, and I would I would I would rather than see what happiness is truly is I want him to go on and be happy with who he needs to you know and and heal I want them to and it's, it's another thing for me um, I would much rather um, show them what healing looks like because. At the end of the day, they have their own lives, they're going to grow up, and they're going to go through their own things, and I want to show them the journey of healing as well. Um, and we don't think about that, that we, we, we always think about the bad things that we might model for them, but what about the great things, especially in the black community? Like my children know that I, I, I go to therapy, and, I, and there's no, we have no issue with that. Um, and so. For me, I wanted to show them something different, and I wanted I wanted them to understand what breaking the cycle meant, right? Breaking these trauma bonds, breaking all of these things—what it truly means to do that. Um, so I would rather them come from a quote-unquote broken home than to come from a home full of mess, honey. Like, just no. <laughs> and then they carry that I, on to their
1: children. I absolutely concur to play. Um, because I I speak from a woman of experience as well you know I I definitely stayed in a broken toxic relationship for the sake of saying that that person was there you know I didn't want another man to walk out and it has to become like you said it has to be a reality check you know I'd much rather them see people apart and happy than to see them together miserable no you touched on something that is very taboo a lot unfortunately in the African-American community so I kind of want to Go a little bit deeper into that because you said, you know, you go to therapy. A lot of African-Americans feel like therapy is just like, I, I, I'm not crazy. I'm not going to therapy. That's for the white people. That's for the crazy people. So can you kind of speak to that where you became OK with going to therapy and what therapy really is all about? Because it may be someone on the line very well now that needs to heal and they may need to have that alternative. ear, not the family member that's going to co-sign with them, not someone that's going to judge them, but a therapist that's going to provide an even keel opinion, provide suggestions, things of that nature for them. So can you speak to therapy in regard to the African-American community? And when you were able to go in and share your story so that you could really dig deep and heal.
3: Absolutely. So for me, um, I have a lot of trauma. I mean, I spoke to the physical abuse, but I didn't even speak to the sexual abuse. Right. And so going to therapy for me um, was both healing those wounds. Right. Which I'm still healing from. But also, it's why did I get in that situation in the very first place? Not just not just my mother, right? Not just what happened with my mother or who abused me. Um, why did I make the decisions that I made? I remember the night um, I, I went to go pick him up. One of my friends went with me um, to go pick him up from the airport. Um, and, you know, when you clean your home and, you know, everything's nice and tidy, you know, you got some, somebody coming over, so my house is all cute. And um, mm-hmm. something. After he got there, I saw something out of place, and, um, and, and I, had, I told my friend, I brought my friend with me because I was like, I think I'm going to break up with him. Like, I, I was like, I'm going to break up with him, like, because it's a lot, right? And, um, uh, you know, we get to my place, something was out of place, and so I looked, I'm like, what is that? Like, because I'm thinking I missed something, so I'm like, what is that? And I look under there, and I saw the ring, um, and he had, like, a, something he was going to set up, so I was like, ah, oh, man. So at at mm-hmm. that point, um, there was a couple of things, right? So there was that, I had that, Oh my goodness, he loves me. He's going to pick me. Right. But there was also this thing was like, I wasn't even going to pick him at that point. So what right. was it in me that made me say yes to somebody I didn't even want to be with anymore? What was it in me that, that knew I didn't want to marry this man? Even on my wedding day, I looked dumpy. I did not, I was like literally slouched in my couch. Everybody else was having fun. I was like, y'all ready? Like, I just did not want to be there. I did not want to marry him. Um, but what, like, what made me do that? What, what was in me? What toxicity was in me that caused me to do that? So for me, it's about unlearning also, unlearning toxic behaviors. We always, as in the black community, we're talking about everybody else who you know, is crazy and, and all of that we learn a myriad of survival behaviors when we are healing, when we are growing up, right, in this toxic and traumatic environment, right, with these complex, um, you know, childhood traumas. And then we start to to have all of these survival techniques throughout our lives. So for me, going to therapy was not only healing from my past, but also unlearning these behaviors so that I could not – you know, go throughout the the rest of my life surviving but actually living. And so that is what caused me to go. And I, I, I tell people all the time, like I, I I couldn't have done anything better. I couldn't have done anything better. Because it's it's surviving, like you every single day you're battling something. You always battle something, right? But I'd rather live. I'd rather smile. I'd rather I'd rather be happy, like truly happy. I'd rather have true joy you know, and peace within. That's where you find your peace. When you're, getting, when you're unlearning those toxic behaviors, you're getting rid of all that mess, and you're able to understand who you are and accept the things about you that are not cute either, right? And so that you can, so that you can truly grow, so you can ascend, and you can go to the next level. That's what it's about. So, yes, go to therapy, honey, because we all need it. It's not just them. It's us, too, you know?
1: And once we realize that, I believe we'll truly be steps and steps ahead. Now, one thing I did want to ask, because I know that we kind of touch bases on your son and how we wanted to reflect self-love with him. We also spoke to your daughter and the self-love as far as the image and accepting the beauty of who she is but how did you begin working on self-love for you? Definitely after coming out of a toxic relationship, determining through therapy, there were some toxic traits within you and you had to determine, you know, why am I choosing this? And that's a hard thing for a lot of people to do. It's very easy to say, well, this person did this and this person did that, but it becomes very difficult to have that face-to-face reflection in the mirror, determining why I made those decisions. So now that you've been able to identify those areas, how do you incorporate self-love for yourself?
3: So it's all about, and, it's, and it's, I'm still doing it, right? So the person that I'm with now, um, they even challenge me in a way that I'm not even, like I, I, it's different for me. So they're like, you need to set boundaries, right? <laughs> so that's one way, right? How do you love yourself? You love yourself by setting boundaries with people, right? And I'm learning that, I'm, le- I'm learning to say no, Mm, that's not good for me. I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, and that's with family. That's with friends. Um, getting toxic friends out of my life, um, getting toxic family members out of my life, um, it's, it's important to sometimes, honestly, it's important to, to move on from things. It's okay to just move on from things. Like I've had friends that I've had for years, um, and those situations, it's important to just, see those things for what they are, I'm thankful for what they were, but it's time to move on. So self-love truly is about choosing myself, and so that is the journey that I've been on. It started, um, it started honestly by, like I said, filing for divorce, but then it started by saying no to relationships. Um, it took me uh, a while to get into a, rela- into a relationship. I first filed for divorce in 2016. Um, and I just, you know, kind of dated, we, we got back together, I dated after we left each other again, I dated some more. And there were people, um, and I would see these traits in them, and I'm just, and they're like, oh, you know, I really want to be with you. And I'm like, mm, yeah, it's a no for me. And that was self-love <laughs> for me. It's that right. self-love for me, even though, like, I really like this person, but mm, I'm not going to be able to deal with that. I know I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to deal with this. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so for me, it took me a while. And and there were other things too, right? So like, I wanted somebody to meet me on a spiritual level. I wanted someone to meet me um, on an emotional level. Um, I wanted somebody who honestly, who who saw me. If you can't, if you don't know, if you don't, if you're not able to speak to the gifts that are in me, if you're not able to, if we don't have the same vision or a similar vision, like what are we doing? You know what I mean? That's self love as well. And so for me, um, those people that I, I dated, it was just kind of like. Mm. So you know, when I finally, um, you know, met the person that I'm with, um, they have a different story. But like, I, you know, if they, if they were, you know, if they were, be like, oh, she fell in love so quick. But um, for me, it was like, oh my goodness, I prayed for this. Like, this is, what, this is what I have been manifesting. This is what I've been praying for, um, and I've been doing the work, right? I've been doing the healing work. I've been choosing myself. I've been saying no to what does not align with what I want and what I need. And that does not mean, right, that the, the relationship that I'm in is perfect, right, because every relationship has challenges. But what it means is that if we decided this wasn't for us, that we would choose us, Right. And so that's the that's the self-love journey. Choosing yourself.
1: I, I believe what you've just done, Chapelle, it's it's a lesson that so many individuals would love to have learned a long time ago. And, and I say that because a lot of times when individuals are in toxic relationships and those relationships end, usually after divorce, it's so easy for people to relationship hop. Um, you know, the old saying they say how you get over one is to get under another one, which is not true um, right. But i saying that it's so many times and it's important and key that you take the steps to heal From a relationship because the thing about it is is if you don't heal you're gonna repeat those same toxic behaviors You're gonna find yourself in the same situation with just a different face So I think it's very key and important that you touched on healing oneself and also saying because I know tracing back to when you were talking about your previous marriage and the fact that, you know, you really didn't want to be with him, but you saw that ring and you were just kind of so happy that he chose you and he wanted to be with you, despite what you had going on in your mind and your heart and how you felt, he chose you. So at this point, you're able to choose for yourself and say, no, you know, this does not align with me. This is not jiving with me. We're not equally yoked. And like you said, if you're not here to grow with me, what are we doing? You know, that's a, that's a very key question. It seems so simple, but something a lot of individuals need to ask themselves. The things that you're looking for saying, hey, meet me on a spiritual level, meet me on an emotional level, and ultimately for a person to see you and speak to the gifts inside of you. Because if they're not doing that, men or women, children, adults, anyone that's listening to the show tonight, if they're not doing that, they're not good for you. And it's okay to be single. I believe a lot of people look at single as a curse, but in your singleness, in that season, you're able to really get in tune with yourself, you know, love you. And one thing that I always like to say is you teach a person how to treat you. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow, because, you know, I'm like, well, why would they do this to me? But they were able to do it because I allowed them to do it. You know, needless to say, not what i wanted to say about myself but i allowed for those activities to take place so once we dig down and we go into our trauma and we're able to identify our triggers we're able to heal from those we're able to work from those and like you said sometimes that cutoff game needs to be strong sometimes it is that pruning season to realize that hey We we've worn our welcome. We're good. It's not necessarily that we're beefing. You know, we ain't got to fight when we see each other. But it's just where I am in life and where you are. I'm not on the same plane anymore. So at this time, we're going to travel our separate junctures. And that's for friends and family alike. And I think it's key that you said family as well, because a lot of times our family plays into the decisions that we make. And sometimes those are not the very best for us. So I thank you for sharing that perspective as well. Now, what I wanna do is I wanna do something a little different tonight. And I, I'm gonna ask that if you have a pen and paper to play, if you will grab your pen and paper um, and what we wanna do here today. And this is for those that are on the phone lines as well. I ask that you participate as well. And I think it's very important that sometimes we just have to check ourselves. We have to evaluate what we are doing in life. So with that being stated, I'm going to do just a real little quick self-love test for everyone on the line, and I'm going to take it too. So I'm not going to ask for something that I cannot do myself, okay? And be honest, be transparent. Don't say what sounds good. Say what's true to you. So the first question, when I look in the mirror, I tend to smile and feel good about myself, look away as I resent my appearance, focus my attention on the flaws despite noticing some nice features. So what is it that you do? Do you smile, you look away, or you start focusing on the flaws? Um, I'm writing what I need to
3: write down, but, you know, I'll just tell y'all. I say, hey girl, honey, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Hey boo. laughs> That's what we ought to be doing, absolutely. So when someone comes <laughs> me on my job or a job well done, I tend to either A, I brush the compliment side because I feel completely undeserving. I say thanks sincerely and give myself a pat on the back. I accept the feedback, but feel embarrassed about receiving it. Mm. So for me, since your place shared hers, I'm gonna be honest and transparent. It's hard for me to accept compliments. I do brush them aside. Um, and it's not necessarily because I feel undeserving, but a lot of times I feel like they have a motive so I can be honest and say that Just me, as my friends were asking, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. you're fine. No, go to play.
3: I can say for me I accept the feedback and then I feel embarrassed um, Because you know still working through my trauma, honey um, But mm-hmm. yeah for me, I, I'm a I'm an overachiever when I'm preparing for something, so I will do it like I will prepare, 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 so that it's perfect, right? I'm a, like it has to be perfection. And then after it's over, um, I still feel like I messed up. And so when somebody says I'm doing, I've done a good job, I'm embarrassed because I thought I messed up. And so I'm just kind of like it really wasn't that great. But thank you so much, and uh-huh, thanks,
1: honey. Um, Absolutely, so yeah. we are. And I see that with so many individuals. No, and we are our own worst critic, to be quite honest with you as well. I can admit to that. <laughs> now, the next question up is just as my friends were asking me out, I found out that I was coming down with a bad cold. So I, A, declined the invitation because I need the bed rest, or I accept the invitation because I feel bad about saying no, or I declined the invitation because I don't feel worthy of hanging out with them. So no, for me no. I I'm going to be honest um I would typically because I'm a woman of my word despite how I'm feeling which is bad that's not good y'all I would accept the invitation because I feel bad about saying no What about you, um, Shua? I that's the thing I don't know that
3: I would accept because I felt bad I so there's like, it's kind of like twofold right cuz now we've gone through covid so part I would probably Now on this side decline because I'm like "Mm, I want to make nobody sick, but then the other part of me like, but pre COVID I would go just because I want to go out too. That's it. That would be it. I wouldn't (laughs) decline. I wouldn't feel bad. Um, Like not if I'm really really sick, I'm just gonna say no. (laughs) Like girl, I'm I got a headache. I got a migraine. Whatever I need to.
1: If I'm sick, I'm sick and see that that's a part of self-love but you all wondering hey why is she asking me these questions as simple as it sounds these are traits of self-love and identifying if you are truly loving yourself and putting yourself first so the next question whenever i feel stressed i turn to a playing the computer or play games on my phone to distract myself drink alcohol or undertake self-destructive habits Or work on healing my emotions and beliefs. So, what is it that you do when you feel stressed? For me, I I work on my emotions and beliefs. That's what I do when I am stressed, Um, and typically that's when a lot of writing comes out of me. What do you do, Shaplay?
3: So, I, 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 if there's a D, I do all of the above, Um, and not in a way that is toxic. It's like I will get a glass of wine. Um, I will like, you know, I can, I'll write or get a glass of wine, turn on the TV, watch one of my shows on the DVR all while playing on my phone. Cause I, I don't know why I can do that, but I can watch the whole show and still know everything that happened while I'm playing solid free sale on my phone. But I'll do all those things kind of just like, because for me, I have to process things and I, and I'm, I'm a multitasker and I can't just do that. Like, and sometimes honestly, Um, Especially yesterday. Yesterday, my kids, I literally sat in my room, um, never turned the TV on, um, and read and wrote in my journal. And that's what I needed to do that day. So it just depends on what mood I'm
1: in, honestly. Now, this next next one. Well, we do not want you to do that. The next one, I think I know the answer just with our dialogue this evening, Shipply. When I make a mistake. I tend to forgive myself unconditionally pretend that I have not made any or I criticize myself severely because I feel so ashamed. What is it that you do? Like? I, I, I already got my guess in mind, but you know, I'm not going to assume.
3: So, okay. So a mistake, if I've made a mistake and it depends, like at work, usually like I'm the hardest on myself. Um, and that's where I do not love myself at work. Right. Um, they have to force me to take off. Um, but in my personal life, if I've made a mistake, um, I'll say in my current relationship, if I've made a mistake, um, for me, it's important to understand what happened, what I did. I need to honestly understand what I did, um, apologize, and then, you know, I move on from it. Um, especially, especially... Yeah, if, if we if we're gonna move on from it, I just move on from it. But honestly, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna continuously beat myself up about the mistake. Um, because that's not helping the relationship.
1: So Gotcha and I can receive that and for me, I I honestly because I'm a perfectionist, I, I feel like everything has to be done right to the T, you know, eyes dotted and all of that, so I would have to say that I probably criticize myself the worst um, when making a mistake, but also with the reality, and that's what those options presented, but with the reality, knowing that no one can be perfect and everyone makes mistakes. So I kind of second with you as well as your play and learning from those mistakes so that I will not do those again. A uh, Next question up on the line is, is if someone criticizes me, I tend to A, be quick to defend myself. B, evaluate if there is any truth to the feedback. C, collapse immediately as if it is the end of the world. So what would you do when someone criticizes you? <laughs>
3: um, uh, um, I think that's a, that's a mixed bag answer too, honestly. Um, <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm going to be absolutely real. So I'm, I'm an Aries, right? Um, so that should tell you a little something. My boo mm-hmm. is... My boo's a Taurus, so that should also tell you something. It's a ram and oh, a bull, honey. Yes. Um, so, so sometimes, you know, it can come a little hard, and I'm like, and I'll start crying because, you know, my Scorpio, I mean, my moon is a Scorpio, so I'll start crying. But um when I'm done overreacting, I will <laughs> I'll stop, and I'll be like, you know, <laughs> I see where you're coming from, and actually, you went right. Um so i i can do that but yeah i think for me it's really important one i will say this it's important to um sarah jakes roberts i heard her say this it's it's important to qualify the source like don't take feedback from everybody because everybody don't have good intentions right mm-hmm. some people just want to break you down and if you know that's not who you are don't take that you can evaluate you can take you can hear what they say Do a self-assessment, and if that does not fit with who you are, you could throw that one out, but if you truly do an evaluation that's coming from a person who truly adores you, somebody who loves you, somebody who has your best intentions at heart, right, I mean, their best intentions or whatever, they love you, then, yeah, take that and, and, and ponder on it and learn from it, you know what I
1: mean? Absolutely. and For me, I can say I'm a combination because at first I'm going to be defending myself, you know, (laughs) but but as the time progresses, you know, I will think about it, have self-reflection and realize, hey, is it any truth to what they said? And I think it's very important that you said qualify the source because you can't just receive feedback from any and everybody because sometimes people are just wanting to tear you down. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to make sure everyone answered those questions honestly for yourself. And it'll have you thinking, you know, are you really in tune with yourself? Are you putting yourself first? Because stress is a silent killer. And when we don't love ourselves, we are welcoming stress into our lives. So that was just a quick test for everyone just to kind of mull over. I'm not grading you. It's not a a fail or pass but you know internally what you need to work on and the steps that you need to take in your life so what i'd like to do at this time to play i know that we've spoken to the children we've spoken to you developing self-love we've spoken to the relationships as far as with the male romantic relationship per se and we've also spoken to the mother relationship that you have with your mother when she passed and as well as the adopted mother in your life so at this time i just want to give you the opportunity to speak to all of the women all of the men everyone on the line as it relates to self-love and just a quick tidbit of advice that you would give them before moving on to the final segment of the show this evening
3: um i would say Um, you know, when you, in your healing process, I want you to be gracious with yourself, like really have grace, right? Just give yourself space, hold space for mistakes, right? Um, Because when you're healing from trauma, you have to learn how to um, really control and to get get under control, right? Your trauma responses, um, your triggers, right? Those those when some when you're triggered, you respond, right? Some people when they're triggered, they just react. Um, one thing that I've I've always said, um, you know that we, we talk about fight, flight, freeze all the time, right? In my profession, and I always say, you know, I used to be a runner. I would run from relationships. I would run from everything. I'm like mm, I ain't doing that. Bye. Um, and so, um, I would say you know it's gonna there's gonna come a time you know when the runner runs out of road, when the fighter meets their match and when the frozen is met with fire, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to finally face what you need to face in order to heal, but once you start that process, I promise you you will come out as pure gold right on the other side, but don't forget it does just because you are you are in that process and you're feeling good and you're feeling better that creeps back up, right? Those things you when you're back into a relationship um because when you're single you're not tested in the same way, right? But when you when you go back into a relationship and those triggers start to come and, and you know sometimes you start to have to respond the ways you used to respond. Um, have grace with yourself, right? And and really hold space um to be able to um to be able to to understand that, yes, I'm still working in this area. Give yourself a minute and also give your partner a minute as well because they have their own set of issues too. And if they're healing and you're healing and they're actually healing and you're healing, um, then that could be a fruitful relationship. But if they're not, then bounce. That's self-love
1: self-love in a nutshell what i want to end out in saying this evening is for everyone listening self-love is not selfish it's okay to love yourself it's okay to put yourself first and to be quite honest with you you cannot truly love another until you know how to love yourself so do not jump in a relationship searching for love because the love that you need is deep within you have to fall in love with you intentionally, on purpose, and every day. And that's one thing that I can say with the breakdown of my previous relationship. Out of that, I began to grow more and more in love with myself. And I, I do it every day unapologetically. And just like Chaplay said, it's an ongoing process. So it's not going to be snap your fingers overnight and all these traits and qualities are going to be gone. No, they're not, but it's always a working effort. So I encourage everyone to continuously work on themselves. encourage you to continue to love yourself because we set the best example. That's one of my favorite things I heard from you saying tonight that, you know, for my daughter, I, I dress for my size. I set that example for her because whether we realize it or not, no matter how young children observe and they pick up on the things that we do. And even if you don't have children, men or women on the line, you are still an influencer. You have people all around you watching. You never know who is looking to you for assistance and guidance and help. So be the example that you want to see. Shipley, I wanna take the time once again to thank you so very much for digging down into self-love, taking the test, sharing your testimony, being transparent this evening, because it's in our transparency that we're able to guide Enlighten, inspire, uplift, and encourage others. So I thank you for being so willing to do that and to continue that self-love journey. Once again, for those that have been tuned into this show this evening, you have been tuned into P.O.E.T. Network, people of extraordinary talent coming to you under the wonderful guidance and leadership of Black Ice. I, I am your, I am your host, Enigmatic Mahogany. Always, always wanting to overdose you and push you on encouragement, upliftment, and inspiration. As we end out this evening, I think the said it best. She has picked out the song that's gonna go today. Every day is not gonna feel good, but when you start over, when you dig into that trauma, when you begin to heal, it's a new day a new dawn and you will feel good this next track is dedicated to each individual listening to the show live and for those that will listen and tune into the archives if no one has told you today i love you 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 and even you i hope that you all enjoy this track tonight has been an amazing show Once again, Chaplay, thank you so very much. Chaplay will be the final voice that you will hear on the line tonight. After Chaplay says her final words tonight, you will hear the song that has been selected, and we'll see you again next week, same time, same place. Chaplay, the floor is yours. Thank you everybody.
3: Thank you for having me, Enigmatic Enigmatic, I said it right. Um, thank you for having me tonight. Thank you for listening. Um, just choose yourself and make sure you 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 honestly you put yourself first, continue to grow spiritually, and let everything else happen. Choose peace. It's twenty twenty one. You gotta live, honey. All right, we love y'all. Have a good night.
0: Sun in the sky, I am. Bring this drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah, it's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Yeah, Ooh, and I'm feeling Can I see? you I'm feeling you know you I'm you there, take you there, field, you there, take you there, you know you there, take you you